It's been a long road Getting from there to here It's been a long time But my time is finally near And I will see my dream come alive at last I will touch the sky And they're not gonna hold me down no more No, they're not gonna change my mind Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Pilot Light, a podcast uh, where we watch something and then we talk about it. Uh, my name's David. I'm Sam and Dave. Dave, we're doing it. We're doing Star Trek. Yes. Finally. We're doing a Star Trek. Oh. oh, but it's Enterprise. Oh, what? <laughs> so, um, continuing our good, bad sort of like uh, rotor, which we will almost certainly drop immediately after this. Um, <laughs> we decided we wanted to watch a Star Trek this week, and and there was some discussion about which Star Trek it would be. So we settled on this as as the worst of the sort of like what what I think of in my head as the sort of the next generation um, era, mm. so to speak. Um, so for a bit of context, just just quickly while we think of talking about it, the first episode of Star Trek Enterprise, which was initially just titled Enterprise, which hold thoughts on that. Initially aired on the twenty sixth of September two thousand and one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, which is a place in time. So Voyage is still on the air, um, but it's wrapping up, and obviously Next Generation and Deep Space Nine have both finished. Yeah, and September two thousand one, where we come, it comes back almost every episode. I think it comes back to, oh look, here's nine eleven. Like, oh boy! Yeah, and it's it's funny, really. Like, let's get straight into this, I suppose, and let's talk about nine eleven for a minute. This episode and this whole first season of this show actually feels really like informed by nine eleven. However, this pilot episode was certainly filmed months in advance of that, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like it's a funny sort of you know it's hard to know what what we're projecting onto it. Yeah, yeah, and I think that as this show progresses, I've maybe watched two, maybe three seasons of this. Like, I haven't watched all of it. Um, although through watching this pilot, I was, I was like, mm, "This is this is Star Trek." Just, you know, there's there's, there's <laughs> elements of science mystery and like people are che- checking uh, sensor readings. Like, this is this is on the on the verge. It did make me want to watch more. And from what I have watched, it does get like you can. Re- this is a proper nine eleven hangover. Um, uh, a TV um, and a very different tone, I would say, than some of the other Star Trek shows. Yeah. That we've... <clears throat> so, in case you hadn't guessed, we're both pretty big Star Trek fans, <laughs> as a rule. We've um, got a podcast about TV <clears throat> and movies, of course we are. <laughs> yes, and we haven't actually done a Star Trek film yet, but I guess coming up soon, hopefully. Mm. Uh, I've watched. I've only watched the first seasons of this, and I've only watched the first season of this this year. <laughs> um, yeah. I think I had it but on. I had I've it on seen CD. Almost every other Star Trek in its entirety. Uh, I had it on. I had it on video CD, which um, you might not even remember as a thing. But my dad had, I think, downloaded off pirated websites all of the different, like every single episode of Star Trek. I used to play them on my video CD player. <laughs> And this is one of the wow. things we had in a big folder. Video CD is one of those things that, that existed for... It's like mini-discs. It was like a two- or three-month period that it was really, really hot, and yeah. then that's it. but huge in Japan, as, as those type of format things go. Um, but Star Trek Enterprise, like, I don't know. 
I I have generally quite a negative view of this show in my, you know, subconsciousness of like, oh, that's rubbish. But this pilot, which is an hour and a half long on Netflix, they combine the first two episodes, and I want I can't see if they split those or if they you know did them in one big. So I have I have this. So they initially initially aired as one episode, right? So in one big chunk on the twenty sixth of September, but then for syndication. Um, which I'm sure we've mentioned before is is when a TV show once it's done done sort of 100 episodes it'll get rerun on TV forever. They split it into two episodes. Of course they did because they get more money per episode. Don't yeah, they, so. and that way it fits into a, it fits into a time slot as well. Like an hour and a half is a long time to be sat watching this. Like uh, <laughs> we were watching it yesterday. I was watching it last night and, and I was pretty tired. And I remember texting you, um, and I was 45 minutes in, and I thought, this seems like it's gone on for a while, and I paused it, and it took me a minute to realise there was 45 minutes left. <laughs> yeah, and I, I watched it in, like, 10-minute chunks while I was working today. Uh, if my employer is listening, then obviously I was completely dedicated to my work and not doing that. But it was, yeah, it's it's a it's a long pilot, but I don't think it's a bad pilot. I was pretty engaged, you know, like, it's it's... I think there'll perhaps be some some sort of like maybe some discussion around that. Um, I think we've watched better pilots for the show, and I think this is this is maybe, and and I'm kind of come with you, Sam. I think this is really like quite Star Trekky. I actually maybe prefer this to Discovery, mm-hmm. a show that I really didn't like in quite a big way. Um, yeah. Whereas this is just this is just it's not amazing, but it's fine. It's Star Trekky. You know, there's lots of you know, people, you know, um, races you recognise and there's lots of technology going on and babble and it's all there and it's the same, you know, very much of that next generation lineage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In case, so in case anyone who's listening to this and hasn't watched um, Star Trek, what are you doing? But also, the a century before Captain Kirk's five-year mission, so that's important. So this is 100 years before, you know, the, 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 the Star Trek that we know. Um, Jonathan Archer, Captain's the United Earthship Enterprise during the early years of Starfleet, leading to, leading up to the Earth-Romulan War and the foundation of the Federation. And so this is kind of like, interestingly, this is a, almost a sequel to the um, First Contact film in a lot of ways, uh, which is one of the TNG, one of the better TNG films, the Next Generation films. Yeah. In that they go back to when First Contact happens, which is 90 years before the events of this episode and when they when they first when Cochrane first invents the the warp drive and all that stuff and that's you know like you're given you're given a blank slate so that again as you say this is coming after voyager it's after ds9 like it's not we're not at the heights of tng quite we're, we've we've certainly dipped although i would argue that there's still you know there's there's really good shows but in terms of the, the general popularity i think maybe tng was was maybe the height there and they're given you know a blank piece of paper and said right what star trek do you want to make and they go to a time when they don't have any of the cool stuff and they're all they're all a bit clueless and there's not really that much going on because we haven't met any of the alien races yet and i don't know if it's a bad choice i don't know if it's a bad choice i'm kind of i think as the series goes on it's maybe a more of a a a a casualty of the writing than it is about where it was set. So this show kind of like it, it comes from you know Voyager's ending, DS9's ending, TNG, which I think was like the peak of like general interest in Star Trek probably, and from there the the, the other series which are really I think really so. Good. But I think there's an important 
reason for that, Sam, and it's kind of like a just indulge me for a minute here, is that DS9 and Voyager are telling like smaller stories within the Star Trek universe. Mm-hmm. Like original series is about you know the flagship of the of the Starfleet exploring the galaxy. Next generation is about the flagship of Starfleet exploring the galaxy, and then obviously Voyager is very much more insular, it's like quite disconnected, and DS9 is is much more grounded in like a you know one physical place. Um, and so I think maybe that the executives have sat and thought, maybe that's why there's this waning interest is because we're not, you know, we're telling these smaller stories with smaller characters and it's less, you know, galactic politics and more personal stories, which I, I really like. But I think maybe that's, you know, they took the wrong lesson from that. Yeah, yeah, maybe. And again, I see, I don't know whether or not I think this is a good idea. I'm really not sure. I obviously, in reflection of the show, it's, it didn't turn out that great. But the idea of going back so in this episode we see the first use of the transporter to transport a human you know they, they, they which is which is set up relatively well and it's nice little fan service as well but so you kind of you, you kind of back to basics and, and I think the audience knows a little bit more than everyone else does on, on the on the show so from that point of view you kind of you kind of spend the whole time going oh yeah it's that thing oh yeah it's them oh yeah I've seen that before and there's lots, there's lots that's not there. So like the prime directive, isn't there yet? And there's all these things that. Uh, that well, I don't think Starfleet properly. No, Starfleet's yeah, I mean, not there. Exists, Federation but isn't Starfleet there. isn't. Yeah, Federation that, doesn't exist. Sorry. Just, yeah, so so all of all of these like core Star Trek concepts are missing, and it's just it's not clear to me whether or not, whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing. And I think that the, the and I don't again ignoring what happened in the rest of the series, which is not great, but I think the concept of that is probably more interesting than just going through. I think I think some of the suggestions, some of the fan concepts and, and, and ideas were the were following the adventures of Sulu, you know. Yeah, that's quite a popular one, and the other one was that it would be a Starfleet Academy sort of um, base show, and and do you know what? I don't think either of those are bad ideas for. A series I would certainly watch, like I mean, maybe not in twenty twenty, but like in in two thousand, I think a, a Sulu led um, sort of show would have been really interesting. I think a Starfleet Academy show would have been, you know, given them lots of options to do lots of different things that they they sort of try and do in the various seasons, but mm-hmm. they they went with this and um, and and this was and initially the, well, this was this was to the expectation of of against the expectation of of the executives. Who were like, well, obviously we're going to set it further in the future, aren't we? Aren't we? <laughs> Let's have this post Voyager, and and I think they took some convincing to get to that point, and you can kind of understand that. You can kind of understand that, you know. And then and then as I think what you're coming to now is is the initial pitch for this um, first season. Yeah. So it's kind of well, like you said, it's weird, and and maybe they decided to go with a prequel because. In a way, you kind of like then just sort of cut off all of the baggage that you've established in, you know, fifteen years of of TNG sort of era stuff. Yeah. Um. So initially, I mean, the writers were very much of the of the of the thought that this should the whole first season of the of an Enterprise was initially meant to be on Earth, while which basically. Is which is insane. That's insane. While you have the crew meeting and coming together and basically like building the ship and, and getting it ready to go and explore and things like that. And maybe we'd have some politics in there as well. Yeah. 
Um, and, and the studio obviously said, uh, no, this is a Star Trek series. We will be in space. You will get Thank into you fucking space, you dickheads. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think that's the act- exact studio note, to be honest. <laughs> um, but, but it's... And I mean, obviously, that's the right decision, I think. You know, while I think a few episodes of them doing that would have been really interesting and maybe given us a much slower and better view of some of these characters, but they condense it all down into sort of like 20 minutes at the start of the sort of first episode, so to speak, which is fine. Um, so, it really belated, Sam. Have you got a plot summary of this episode before we sort of like really lose the thread here? So this episode, this this pilot episode, um, we, we we get the the kind of introduction of the Enterprise and all the crew, and this is the first I think like warp five vessel. So this is you know this is the top of the line machine, and um, we we get a story of a Klingon being chased on Earth who gets shot by some mysterious alien, and then the Enterprise and the crew embark on a dangerous um, kind of mission across the the the, the galaxy to bring back this Klingon to the home world of, of Kronos. And it's kind of interesting because you've got, you've got Vulcans involved in this. You've also got um, the Klingons, which they'd never, they hadn't come across yet. So there's no first contact with the Klingons for, for human beings. And we've also got the Suliban, who, who are like these kind of genetically modified aliens or something like that. <laughs> And they're, they're kind of the antagonist for the first couple of seasons. They're like the alien that will, you know, that 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 we sort of butt heads with for two seasons, I think. Yeah, yeah, like the big bad, almost a little bit with this. And there's, there's pretty some, much there's like like elements. the Borg, or you know, like the Romulans from original series, or you know, like the Klingons from original series, or mm-hmm. um, I guess like the Ferengi from <laughs> Next Generation. You wish Ferengi. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it's quite it's quite a good opening. So like you say, we're introduced to the crew. Um, I don't think we need to talk loads about them, but like the kind of like the the big hat it goes to um, Scott Bakula. an actor who's Scott Bakula, um, who I think is pretty good in this. Uh, and apparently, from the reading production notes, um, they didn't really consider anyone else. They wanted him to do it, and he agreed to do it. So that was that was it really. Yeah, I I, I think is, I think he's you know interesting. He's, all right. he's very captainly. You know, I mean, he's got a he's got a good stature to him. He's got a good, um, a good performance. And I think I think across the board, the whole the whole lot of them do do pretty well. You know, I'm, I don't think I don't think it just yeah. I mean, this to be honest, out of the whole cast, I don't think I recognised anyone apart from Bakula, um, which isn't no. always a bad thing. No, I think um, for something like Star Trek, just goes to you show want... you how much less of a big hit this was. Yeah, and for Star Trek, you want something that is—you you don't necessarily want big-time actors. You want actors who are going to embody the role, you know, and, and and do a good job with with what they're given. Um, which I think in this first episode, at least, they all do a pretty good job with that. You know, that's fine, isn't it? That's that's good enough. Which I think is which I think is what you want to achieve. Yeah. Oh, very much so. So, kind of like a big sort of. So you have this the plot of. They're going to take this Klingon back to um, the Klingon homeworld because question mark. Um, you get these mysterious enemies set up. Um, you get it's established that the Vulcans are. Very much hand on the shoulder with the human with humanity and and the kind of, 
you know, guiding them into their sort of like first steps in display sex exploration and you know, generally the um, Starfleet isn't massively happy with their, sort of, what's the word, oversight. And so we get that, um, which is kind of like boiled down to the relationship between Jonathan Archer, who's the captain, and T'Pol, who's like the the, the um, Vulcan first officer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's, that's a big part of this first episode, isn't it? Um, I would say it's kind of like the over, overriding thing is, is kind of like her integration with the crew as a whole. Yeah, because um, I think, other than the Doctor, who is a uh, also an alien of unknown race, right? The second, um, like I think, think the whole the rest of the crew is human, um, and also quite largely um, American as well. Uh, there's some real like southern accents flipping around this <laughs> starship. Yes, and I think that comes. You know, when we talk about it being like nine eleven y. I think that's that's where a lot of that comes from, and even just the general tone of like, us humans are gonna take it. We don't need you pesky Vulcans telling us what to do with your book learning. Like, there's a whole. There's. A, I love this accent, Sam. Do it more often. It's a good yeah. There's a whole thing here of like, human beings. We can stand on our own. We don't need you to tell us what it's, to do with your logic. It is. It is. Don't we humans, by which you're supposed to read Americans, have big swinging dicks? We can do what we like. <laughs> Aren't we amazing? Aren't we'll we clever? We'll anywhere. fucking go in and do extrajudicial raids on unknown factions in deep space <laughs> with absolutely no authorization. We'll take we'll take firearms onto a theoretically neutral station and just start shooting at people of unknown origin on our very first warp flight <laughs> to explore space. So this is the biggest this is the biggest problem I have with this show is that it, they are swinging wild. They are swinging wild, Francine. Like, they are going absolutely and nuts. Everyone is on board with this extrajudicial invasion yeah. of this Suluban station. And I think it contrasts to the rest of the show, the rest of the, the you know, all the other shows, TNG, like, First Contact, Prime Directive is just absolute law, and there is no way around it. And then it gets a little bit soft in Voyager. <laughs> and then Janeway's, Janeway's like swinging it around. She's going, swinging wild quite a lot of the time, yeah. Yeah, she doesn't give a shit. But, Jen, but even then, <laughs> the, con- the, the conflict Well, it's often... interesting to contrast this, isn't it, Sam? To, to what would Picard do in this situation? And I kind of like that's, that's your real sort of through line there. Is in this situation, Picard would not do any of the things that Jonathan Archer does. No, there's much more Shakespearean speeches... In, in, in Picard's in Picard's repertoire. And much less extrajudicial un, unsanctioned raids on neutral factions. Yeah. It's... I wanna make that clear. This is this is this is a ship largely full of Americans invading sovereign territory. Yeah. And and it's and it's you know like it it's first contact as well. <laughs> this is the first time that human beings have have been able to get you know, it's not the first time human beings have made contact with aliens, but they haven't met any of the Klingons yet. And one of their first things to do is to not abduct, but like restrain a Klingon and take him across the world to yeah. a place where the, it's, where, where the well, Vulcans kind of say that this is not a good humans, idea. Like, yeah, that humans have been exploring because one of the characters on the ship, one of the sort of lieutenants, I think, um, he 
it's established that he's kind of like a son. He's he's a space trucker basically, um, which is like dream job by the way. A boomer. Um, a boomer. Yeah. So that's the well, that's the word. Not that type funny, of boomer. That's listener. Not Don't that type. Of, okay, up. boomer. Um, so we're told that basically he he grew up in a big fleet of of ships that travelled at like you know sub warp or maybe warp not point five or something. Uh, and they're basically traders and sort of like you know um, space truckers, and so it's established that, that 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 segment of humans exists. But this is the first really f- ship really capable of exploring, should I say? Mm-hmm. Um, so so we kind of we're kind of told that the humans have been in and around sort of like the Milky Way, but but not a lot further, and and haven't met a lot of people other than through the Vulcans. I think um, has been very much and like we say, the big thing with this is the Federation doesn't exist. Which is kind of like the framework and the structure for every other series, like is it in his in it in its core, and this this is not not present in this whatsoever. No, no. But you know, looking at some of the behind the scenes stuff, there is there is that like core Star Trek um, alum. You know, there's lots of people involved in this that were that were that, that in terms of directing that were on on the show. You've got Lavar Burton. Robert Duncan McNeil, who played Tom Paris, Roxanne Dawson, who was Bolana. Right, there's a lot of people who were involved in this. I think, I think at its core, it is a Star Trek show. Um, it is a show that is really. It's in the same vein of the rest of the, the of the preceding series, much more so as as we've mentioned already than uh, than than. Um, Discovery, Discovery, and certainly much more than Picard. Oh boy, we should do Picard soon. We should do a whole series review of Picard <sighs> because that show, boy, boy. Can we do? Um, can we do CD space space brothel though? Can we not do the first episode? Let's do that episode because it's the best one. It's, yeah, okay, yeah, that's fine. But so I think I think. But this, yeah, no, you're right, and it's and it's like it's very much like I said, it's very much a child of the next generation. This series, it is. Um, However. However, with one important distinction, I think, I think the 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 southern accents, I think the nine eleven feel, I think the let's just go blow blow some shit up. Um, I think this comes from, and they've and they've stated this as well. They have stated this. This comes from a desire to to access a new audience, to bring new people to Star Trek, and I think the fact that they don't have Star Trek in the title for the first three seasons, I think, is a really, really demonstrative. It's an attempt to make it cooler, isn't it? And like maybe a bit more mainstream, this, and maybe you this know. isn't your granddad Star Trek. This is new Star Trek. Well, we don't give a shit about human rights violations. We well, we talk to <laughs> first and ask questions. I don't later. know, Sam. I mean, there's Janeway rarely gives a shit about human rights violations. True, true. Jan- Janeway no is a psychopath. <laughs> as long as we can agree on that yeah yeah she's the george bush of star trek captains to be sure however but this is I, like like you said this is this is quite a lot sexier this is quite a lot more violent this is quite a lot gung, more gung-ho yeah than any star trek we've seen before this um you text me specifically when um uh, and uh commander williams are rubbing cream on each other naked <laughs> for some reason <laughs> That's in, in black under a black light, by the way. That because scene. that scene is, you know, you know what I don't like. I don't necessarily mind it, but what I do mind is just the unnecessary, 
make your vaccine. There's just no point to it. It's it's fine. Oh, you've been infected it's, by it's, some it's micro. Can't, can... Go on, go on. It, but it's, it's it's when you contrast that between the fact that they're having a conversation about like the chain of command within the ship, quite like a a classic Star Trek conversation that would happen in a turbo lift, or like, oh, well, pass me that hydro spanner. Um, or maybe that's Star Wars. But pass me that spanner, like you know, when it's under the warp coil or something. And but no, they are rubbing this like cream into each other under a black light, and it's like, do we have to do this here? Like I know it's and it's fine, but it just feels really like, right? We've got this really attractive woman to play to play to pull, and and this guy's a bit of all right. Uh, what we want is we want to really sort of like make people understand that you know. Yeah, yeah. There's not. I mean, it's, it's Jolene um, Blalock, I think her name is, and like, yeah. I think there's just a lot of there's a lot of stuff here that's just really not necessary. It's really not necessary. And that scene to me, in fact, there's a lot of kind of like broy scenes. The bit when they go to a strip club, and there's these like girls in 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 very very tight alien uh, outfits swinging around poles and stuff and you think okay all right i mean all right i guess i guess you could maybe excuse it in the fact that they're trying to demonstrate that this is a hundred years before captain kirk so just think how like virulent and and horny captain kirk was and this is a hundred years we've got a hundred years of of masculinity to work through (laughs) before and when we reach the end, it's still only Captain Kirk. So really, we haven't made much progress at all. No, no, we haven't. No, <laughs> so we haven't. Talking, um, talking. Actually, Joe Corner. So we've mentioned our friend Joe before on the podcast. Don't worry, we'll we'll put all of his um, personal information up on the on the Twitter. <laughs> um, but he's obviously he's been watching. He watched Star Trek the original series, having watched no other Star Trek, and he kind of has come up with all of these ter- this terminology. Um, just based on this watch, and he refers to um, William Shatner kirking people, which is when he meets a sexy lady and then has sex with her, um, which is one of the most perfect things ever and has, has really entered the sort of uh, our little uh, social um, vocabulary quite nicely. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think it just, yeah, there's, again, I think it's headcanon. I think, I think really that what they're trying to do is appeal to the average Joe who is watching Star Trek. Oh no, they're not doing that, are they? They're watching Americans got, you know, whatever. And I think that it it, it just it's just you know catered to the fans who are going to watch this, and 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 they do as well. To be fair to them, they're trying to do both. They're trying well, to like we said, both. and we we've kind of shit on this a little bit, but but by and large, um, I like this, and so we'll talk about things we like and dislike in a minute, as, uh, you know, in more detail. But this is really Star Trekky. We've still got like a command structure. Uh, Archer generally, uh, Bacula's doing a good job of like, and the writing for him is good enough that, you know, it's shown that he isn't just like a, you know, a pilot. He is, he is a scientist and he understands about phenomena and and things like that. And some of the conversations he has with Tapol and there is some some sciencey stuff here, uh, you know, a bit like techno babble that like we get in Star Trek. But there is there is some of that. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Let's, so let's go on to what we what what we do like because, you know what I I so I've watched all of Voyager in the last year, I've watched TNG in the past but not for a long time, um, and I think, and I I kind of like, I kind of need 
I kind of want to have some Star Trek in my life. Do you know what I mean? And I think I watched Picard and that was rather unsatisfying. But fine, you know, okay, it's a reboot, whatever. I I'm I'm probably gonna carry on watching this. Like that that's that's where I'm at. I think I think this is this is a this is a good Star Trek show in that you turn up, you spend forty five minutes trying to unravel some kind of space mystery. You're trying to you're trying to get into some of the the, the, the kind of geopolitics or what would astropolitics I guess would be the right term. And uh, yeah, intergalactic politics. Yeah. So you're trying to get into that and I think that this this pilot sets you up nicely for for that type of thing. I think what you end up getting into is like it's it's a bit more blunt, you know. <laughs> the, the the humans are fucking gallivanting around the galaxy just doing whatever the hell they want without <laughs> Any disregard. It's kind of like the metaphor would be is if um is if you had a pen pal visiting from like Australia or something and they came over and they spent the entire time like just going into people's houses and greeting them effusively <laughs> and asking them about their kitchenware. You know, this is what this is what the crew of the Enterprise are doing, is they are harassing every alien they come across and like, Oh hi, we're humans. Who are you? What do you do? What's going on here? Oh that's some nice technology, that's interesting. Tell me about that. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, wow! A potato masher—that's amazing. <laughs> exactly, and um, I, and I think actually, you know, like you can see, you can you can see how obnoxious the Vulcans find human beings. You know, you you can see to Paul, and you can see the, all the others going, "Oh God, it's that guy again! It's the humans! Oh no, these guys just throw these guys get too drunk and they throw up everywhere." <laughs> genuinely the Vulcans are like oh yeah you guys you guys are arrogant and violent and you know 90 years ago you had this massive like you know world war and they're like yeah but it's fine I'll beat you up if you say another word it's literally <laughs> like a line it's like oh you wouldn't think I was violent or arrogant if you knew how hard I was trying not to beat you up you son of a bitch and it's like what what point are you making with that I know that's from Archer our captain of the series captain valiant yeah here he is however as as i say i can appreciate that and think right okay that's fine this is in this is in the um, um, i think what i'm what i'm going for and what i'm hoping for as i continue watching this and from memory it's not a good hope to have is that you see the progress from like warp four savages to captain picard warp 10 and it warp 9.9 because you can't go warp 10 Warp, warp 9.9 all around the galaxy, spreading the message of, of you know, conciliation and, and peace and all these things. And I think you could maybe just, if you just think about it in that sense, it's not as bad as the other ones. It's not as bad as Discovery. It's not as bad like, as... These from my shows. point of view, I, I kind of agree large wholesale to that, Sam. I've watched, um, so this is a, this is a stunning revelation, uh, the entire of TNG through again... Uh, the entire of DS9 and the entire of Voyager in the last two years. God, I wish and I had I your time, the whole, And I watched the whole... Don't have a son. If you're listening, don't procreate. <laughs> um, you can watch all the Star Trek you like and nobody cares. Uh, and I watched two seasons of... I watched the whole of the animated series as well. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm a nerd. I get it. And And I kind of... The reason I started watching this early this year was like, I really just need Star Trek and 
Discovery doesn't do it for me. I really, really dislike that show, but we'll save that for the Star Trek Discovery episode. Um, and this was fine. Like There are a lot of things I don't like, which we will get into, don't worry. But like largely, yeah, it feels like Star Trek. They're, this pilot aside, most of the rest of the first season is, is a lot more like they're just ambling through space coming across people. Um, and, you know, like you know, like you said, this isn't Picard, and that's a shame because Patrick Stewart's the best. But like, Bacula's fine, I think. You know, I think that the interactions, and they may be a little bit violent and a little bit <coughs> imperialist. Um, but I think that's largely works out okay. I don't, I, you know, I think it makes for a, quite a watchable TV show, and I couldn't comment on the rest of it, but the, certainly the first season was, was entertaining and engaging enough. Yeah, yeah, I think it's... Um... I think it's a good. I think it's a. I think it's a good end. I think it's an acceptable entry into the Star Trek canon. And I think certainly the first, the first se- series, which I, which is what I remember so vividly, is like it's good enough. It's good enough, and and, and that's the same could we can say for this pilot actually as well is that it's good enough. This introduces to how the characters are going to interact, and basically like similar to in the original series where it's the five year mission. Is kind of like the hook in this. It's like right. Well, we're just going to keep exploring, and that's kind of the, and we're off sort of thing that's come to arrived at the end of this. Yeah, yeah. And I think before we just get into the things we we don't like, um, there's. I think it's 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 kind of sad how this this show went as well. You know, it was cancelled in, in two thousand five, but it it had been coming for quite a while, and 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 maybe. Maybe this show came at a time when Star Trek just wasn't really like that relevant. And, and they... I think as well that there had been Star Trek on the air. Well, the time this ended, there had been Star Trek on the air for like 17 years or something. So, yeah. you know, 750 of, episodes, I think I was reading. Like a was... lot of people, a lot of like it's generally thought that and all the announcements about this being cancelled were kind of like a lot of people coming on forward and saying, well, actually, maybe it is best that we rest Star Trek for, mm-hmm. oh, Christ, five years, by the way, until we get the films. <laughs> Not that long. But, you know, maybe we should rest this and just, like, you know, reboot it later. You know, in a similar way to the, how they did with The Next Generation. Yeah, and and, and not for a lack of it. I think they'd, they'd... So, I think, as we've mentioned in Season 3, they added Star Trek to the title, which is a bizarre choice a really bizarre choice and then they were they went kind of a more and this is the limits of my what i've watched is there was it zindi or something like that the the aliens? i think yeah is that kind of like the borg sort of a bit more actiony thing. isn't it and i think that's yeah i, I haven't to... watched that far you see um I, it was I, years I mean, all ago. the episodes i've seen the sula band which are the enemy we're introduced to in this with the horrible makeup and the really boring backstory i can't even remember um they're the bad guys throughout the whole of season one and two i think because the the overriding plot is this again stupid city um temporal uh, temporal cold war which is a load of time travelers in a cold war yeah okay fun fun anyway let's go let's go to what we don't like let's just before we do before we do stuff i just want to posit one more thought about when this finished We've watched quite a lot of of series from like you know two thousand and four, five, six, and seven recently, really recently for this podcast, and I really think that that maybe this got cancelled not so much be you know not not just because of what it was, but the the time. I think that two thousand and five, two thousand and six, everything leading up to the right strike was a really formative 
time in TV when we were kind of like transitioning from shows like this and from you know your 90s shows and this kind of is a 90s holdover in a lot of ways yeah from these 90s shows into new things like Lost like Prison Break like Heroes like God 24 loads of stuff which is much more action based much more do you know what I mean much more tied together than even a show like Star Trek was and well, I think that maybe this fell to the wayside you know, in a lot of ways, because executives recognised that the audience didn't want this anymore. They wanted, they wanted your lost. They wanted your prison break. They wanted your bloody flash forward and all that bollocks. And even even just like comedy, I mean, two thousand five is the Office, the American Office. You know, like yeah, yeah. It's it's moving into a, a bit more of a kind of, I guess it's a bit loose, but maybe a bit more of a postmodern world. Do you know what I mean? Where we're we're oh, certainly we're, certainly we're certainly self much we're so, self analysing. Right? All of the things that are going on, and and maybe Star Trek is a little bit too sincere for this time. For this time slot, where we want we want Jack Bauer walking around torturing people, um, because what could possibly go wrong with that? And how could that wouldn't create an overall acceptance of torture as a as a valid means to get you know advanced? No, Sam, I couldn't possibly. I couldn't possibly imagine living in a world like that. No, that would be terrible. That would be really sad, wouldn't it? That'd be really sad to get to that Imagine, point. Sam, imagine if your country voted to leave, or your nation voted to leave um, an organisation perhaps like the Federation, perhaps a continent-spanning governing body to tie <laughs> countries together and set laws for things like not torturing people and not overfishing so we have no fish and wow. free freedom of travel. Perhaps, wait, wait to you can conflate, imagine... Way to conflate those two things, Dave. <laughs> It's it's honestly uh, look keep a look out for my book, um, why the UK leaving the uh, European Union um, is tantamount to uh, to uh, the Volkers leaving the Federation. Coming, I'm, I'm going to give you some notes after we've you. finished on that title specifically. Just but we'll come back to that. Number one, know what I'm saying before I say it, so I can say it in one sentence. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> it's a good tip. It's a good tip. So things we don't like. I'm going to say it before you do. This goddamn opening. Are we starting big? Are we starting big? No, I'm going to go opening sequence. Terrible. What? Oh, no, no. That is the biggest one. The open, Not only the opening sequence, the theme song. The theme although, song. So, right. Although, can I just have do a little bit of Dave tri- David trivia here? Go. So, I started watching this when I was in my, like, I think lockdown had just happened and, and I didn't have a lot of work on. And so I was staying up to like five in the five in the morning every night watching Star Trek and playing video games. And so I went a little bit mad. And so the theme song to this, which is um, terrible uh, and we'll definitely have a clip of it at the end. But it's like rather than having that orchestral sort of like, you know, from from next generation, it's like. It's a real sort of like alt rock song. It's a cover of a Rod Stewart song, Faith of it's the Heart. It's really aggressively patriotic about America, and there's lots of shuttle launches, and there are waving American flags. It's I've got Faith of the Heart right at the end. <laughs> and honestly, after a couple of like a couple of weeks of watching this at night, it really was starting to get to me, and I'm singing along with my TV. At three in the morning, because the theme song for Star for Enterprise is coming on, and I'm like, "What am I doing with my life?" Yeah, I would ask that question as well. I think so. the the I, the, the imagery of this, I think, is wonderful. I love I love to see the progression from balloons to the Wright brothers to 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 you know early early aircraft 
to the first rockets, to the Apollo missions, Mercury and Gemini and all that stuff, you know, to space shuttle and like as a space nerd, as we as we previously previously discussed, like it's really cool to see that. I just wish they had a nice orchestral song over it. I just really wish, like it's just it just takes me out every single time. I'm like, oh god, it's it's, it's really aggressively like hand on heart. It's and it comes across a lot of that again because we've mentioned about the cast and and being largely American and and very like big swinging dick and this song and oh, look at this song. There were look there were a lot of complaints. We discussed and agreed that if you were complaining about the theme song on the TV show, you're, you've got, you should have better things to do. Not just complain. Were... Not just complain, Dave. Protest outside the outside. The it really wasn't popular, but um, and it's a real sort of like big move from the previous iterations. Sort of like the, like I said, they, they all had orchestral themes. Um, yeah. I really like how they they have a clip from. Um, First, what's the what's the film with with Cochrane in? Uh, the, uh, the first contact. First contact, yeah, that's it. I really, they've got a clip from from the first warp warp drive, which Cochrane um, uh, has in that movie. Cochrane and Geordie built, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's it. Using time travel, don't don't worry about. It. Uh, that's really cool. I really really like that. I just I just I just wish the song was different. And I say that because Voyager is Voyager is my favorite theme tune of oh, wrong. Oh, wrong. time and i don't care what you say i don't don't give me your like overhashed tng voyager is the best <laughs> opening music ever it is t- t- uh, t- the best opening music ever is from cheers sam no that's wrong tng t- so tng is like it's it's a bit it's a, like a raw version it's like a raw Whereas Voyager, I think, goes for a bit more refined. It's just great. It's great, and I'm going to put Voyager at the end of this episode just to mess with you. Can we can we actually put Enterprise out? Because I've promised our imaginary audience that we would. <laughs> I, I, I'm the editor, so I will decide. Don't embarrass me, Sam. Don't embarrass me in front of our imaginary audience friends. <laughs> what else don't you like about this? Before I go on to things I don't like. <laughs> uh, so I don't like the jumpsuits. Um, so there's a bit of trivia here. So <laughs> You're such a nerd. Like. Star Trek uniforms are like I'm gonna say this right the the colors of Star Trek uniforms make it remarkably like it's we talk we've talked before about um, shorthand Star Trek shorthand means that largely if you're looking at a series you you know if you're watching next a next generation episode and someone comes in in a yellow shirt then they are an engineering officer or a security officer. If they come in a red shirt, their command crew or some other dickhead is going to die on a mission. And it, if they're in blue, they're Deanna Troy or a doctor or something. And like, you, you it segments things quite easily and it maybe gets away with you don't have to say, oh, this is such and such, they do such and such, because some of that's already been imparted by how they're dressed. In this, they elected to dress like mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think when they were doing the production, uh, they. Um, they talked to um, submarine servicemen from the United States Navy, and so these jumpsuits that the the next generation, the gen- the Enterprise crew are wearing in this series, are based on U.S. Navy jumpsuits. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I just don't like them. I think they're quite drab. Um, I think they're really, really ill-fitting, and I don't think it it really. It's never explained the purpose of why they're all wearing jumpsuits on this spaceship with artificial gravity. 
Yeah, I guess maybe I don't have any reason. I don't. I guess maybe they're trying to demonstrate like, this is early days. You know, this is this is more like when astronauts went to space and and they had they had like more more jumpsuity style things. You know, with the with the yeah, I suppose so. And I, maybe so. that's right. And and I guess it's it's distinct. I give it that. It's distinct from the rest of the series, so yeah. it gives it a very different look. And the bridge as well, actually, is very distinct. It's quite a lot darker and, and a bit more utilitarian than any of the later ones. But and I like the ship too. I think the ship's well designed. Yeah, in that it looks quite like all the other iterations of the Enterprise. Yeah, but it's but it's not. You know, it's kind of like a good in between. You can see the you can see the new Enterprise. The you know the new Enterprise being <laughs> the Kirk Enterprise, come from that. Um, but but in terms of things I don't like, I do not. I hate. In fact. All this bickering between the humans and the Vulcans. Oh, good or my, it's just so dull. And Honestly, think, DeForest Kelly is smiling in his grave somewhere. Yeah, that racist doctor. The the things that I don't. The, the, yes, the DeForest reason, Kelly, renowned doctor and also racist. <laughs> yeah, impersonally. <laughs> I think the reason I don't like it is because it feels it feels so. It feels like we've done this all before, and. And I think they they as you, as you say they tread that ground in the original series with with bones, you damn green bloods and all this stuff, which obviously is is maybe trying to reflect on the. But we've the also treaded it before the in the next generation with with the Klingons. Yeah, and in Deep Space Nine with the Romulans. Spoilers for Deep Space Nine, I suppose. <laughs> you know, we we have dealt with the this 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 sort of idea of. Um, animosity between big sort of like race you know racial groups quite a lot in star trek so you kind of like get this out of my star trek yeah. I mean, and, and it also feels like it's an extra obstacle for the humans to give the middle finger to yes it, do, it doesn't feel like right and this is the difference this is the difference it doesn't feel like they're trying to they're trying to demonstrate the futility of this and i guess it isn't racism i guess it's speciesism or whatever whatever you want to call it it doesn't try and demonstrate this xenophobia in a way that's saying, isn't this stupid? Shouldn't these guys see the common bonds that they have and work together? It's not doing, It's not trying to do that at all. It's trying to say, look at these humans. Aren't we more superior than these stuck and up? The, the upshot of that is, is that T'Pol, who's the, the Vulcan character on the Enterprise, basically... Every time there there comes a a question, and especially in this pilot, which we are talking about the pilot, I suppose, allegedly, um, every time the issue of like choosing between the the Enterprise and the Vulcan High Command comes up, she chooses the Enterprise, and it's a big like, yeah, humans, yeah, America, yeah, and not America, of course, because we're in you know the future, but it's really really annoying <laughs> and mm. like and it's played obviously so oh we like her because she prefers us to the high command but that feels disingenuous and it also like it sets up the Vulcan high command as this antagonist which you don't really need no like you don't really need the, this crew to be batting against every single direction yeah and i just think it's i just think it's a really i think it's i think it's tired i think maybe you could have found a better story because in first contact they come down and the Vulcans are quite helpful. Do you know what I mean? They 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 they're not sitting there. They're going, oh well done guys, you've just invented warp travel. Now we can talk to you. 
and I think there's a lot of it's just it's just a tired story and I don't need any more on that I really don't need it's kind of like you need a scene where where they realize at the end of this thing that you know the Klingons are the Klingons sorry the Klingons are their friends the Klingons are their best um get me some wharf in this um, but <laughs> it's kind of like they realized that um 300 well, years before he was born <laughs> absolutely yes um he has played he has played uh, um, a klingon of that era I'll, I'll dig it up for you later i think in an episode of this um beautiful so what you need is kind of that scene where like archer and the crew realizes that the, the high command clearly the vulcan high commander on their side and it kind of needs to be in this pilot so you can be like, right, they're all friends and they're all happy together, great. We can never ever address the Vulcan High Council again until the next time we need to poll to have a, you know, um, a choice just to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But that's fine, generally. Like like I said, we, we've shit on this a little bit, but not nearly as much as I thought we would and not nearly as much as we would if we'd been doing Discovery. No, and and to be, I mean, to be fair to Discovery, I probably would need to watch more of it. I've only I've only seen maybe three episodes or something, and then that's yeah. enough to know that it's not, not not it's not this ain't your old mama's Star Trek. Yeah. So, final thought on this for me, and I think this show is is really like it's a it's a it's a hint as to what is to come because star trek is one of those things that is is has has been relatively good at reinventing itself you know you go from original series and there's a massive gap and then you have some movies and then you have a massive gap and then you have tng and voyager and ds9 and then this and then and there's a massive gap and you have the modern series that we know now and the, and the movies and picard yeah well yeah we'll come to picard but all of that is all of that is like relative. It's starting to be relatively good at just morphing to what the time demands. And I think what this show did is it didn't. It didn't change itself enough. It tried to do both. It tried to have, as we've said, it tried to ingratiate itself in the in the world of Lost and all these other. It modern tried shows. to have its interstellar conflict and eat it too. Kind of, but it also it kept it kept the science nerdery. I think it so it's teetering in in the balance. But what I think it sets up is the concept of the Star Trek reboot and um, the J.J. The, the Abrams, Star Trek, Discovery, Picard, all these shows that have come, I think they kind of they kind of lend themselves a little bit to Enterprise and I think Enterprise was the first go at that. It, yeah. Largely because they were trying to gather a larger audience but also because really... Maybe a Star Trek series wasn't the right thing at the time, as you said. No. You know, even and though there's the fan base for it. As a little bit of it. a little sweetness at the end of this as well. This ran four seasons, and that's totally respectable. Yeah, it's it's, it's like a hundred episodes. Of this. It's that's as much totally, as it's really as much reasonable. As, it's more than than the original series. You know, what I mean, it's yeah, it's more than the original series got, and and only the only reason we look back on it and go, oh, it was cancelled really early, is because Next Generation, Voyager, and Deep Space Nine all ran for seven seasons. Yeah. And I, and I think so. I, th- I think it's a bit unfairly treated this show, as much as the quality isn't there compared to the other ones. But then again, it's trying to be it's trying to be JJ from Star Trek, and it's trying to be, you know, TNG's episodes about in 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 a in a in a, in a courtroom. Do you know all these like treaties on the human condition list stuff. It's trying to it's trying to do both in some ways, and I think it's kind of unfairly treated. However. You also have to just be honest and say, 
boy, that's not good. <laughs> Some of these yeah. things are really, really silly. And why did you make that choice? You know, why didn't you just go? And to finish my point, there was, um, as this season was cancelled, um, there was, a, I think, one of the Star Trek United websites raised money. They actually raised money. This is before Patreon, before anything like this. They raised money for a fifth, a fifth season. They raised $32 million that had to be refunded. And I think that demonstrates, it demonstrates why Star Trek has a following. And if you just give people what they want, God damn, they will raise 32, they will raise yeah, 32 they will, million. Dollars. They will put their hands in the pocket, yeah. And I think, and I think, uh, I only wish that the the makers of Discovery, and to perhaps a lesser extent Picard, because there is a lot of fan service there, but a deeply unsatisfying story. If they only just realised that if you just give people what they want, which is not flash, it's not action, it's science fiction, and it's and it's you know good stories that that are trying to shed a light in a real Roddenberry sense. On, on what's on what the what human beings are capable of and what they should be should be doing, then that will work. So if you're listening, Star Trek executives, please listen to what I say and make a good Star Trek, not a film, a TV series. My pitch, my pitch is do a next generation animated series because all the cast are still alive. We can do it. We can <laughs> we, do it. There are we had scripts. That in there the has fam- got to be scripts. That episode of Family Guy covered that, Dave. I think you're fine. Pretty, pretty, pretty conclusively fine. <laughs> That's fine. I have one bit of trivia before we go, as is as is tradition, um, which is just is personal to us, I suppose. Uh, so Dominic Keating, who plays the the British uh, tactical officer on Enterprise, um, initially wanted to do a Northern accent, um, for this series, at, but um, the producers thought it sounded Scottish, so they said no. Oh, should we go to the shop? Get some. Oh yeah, that sounds really Scottish. Computer, computer. Pick up some bombs, shall we? Oh my goodness! But I really would have really loved a tactical officer who was really like broad North Yorkshire, you know, Amazing. like a farmer. Amazing. And uh, that would have been fantastic, but it wasn't to be because um, <laughs> apparently we all sound Scottish. Uh, any final thoughts on Dave as we finish? Because we're we're hitting we're hitting an hour here, which is which is not long. really. I mean, I think we'll do I think we'll do more Star Trek, and I think we'll probably we'll probably work our way up to Next Generation because I really want to like try and talk you round into doing another podcast every week where we just watch an episode of Next Generation. But we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, for, for, you mean three episodes a week of a podcast? Sure, I've got no, I've got I've got unlimited time, Dave. You mm. only have a son and a job and a wife. What are you talking about? Um... But I think I think this is I think this is like fine. If you if you want some Star Trek, this is kind of going to hit the spot. Um, I think it's the weakest of of the definitely the next generation run, but it's so 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 much better than the animated series. And um, probably it's not to be unfair to Discovery. I I don't think this is any worse than Discovery, um, a show I really disliked. Whereas I think this is just you know it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. I, you know what? I've really enjoyed talking about Star Trek. I think it's it's something like primal in me that just that just I just need to talk about Star Trek. So I think maybe your idea of a, of another podcast 
Could do, we could even do a monthly episode, maybe. I'll, I've got some ideas. I'll, I'll try and talk you around. Right, I like it. I like it. Well, there we go, Dave. We did Star Trek Enterprise. Hopefully, in the next Star Trek we do is a bit more entertaining, but probably won't be. Spoilers, we'll probably do one of the movies on, on the main Ooh. feed. Oh, yes. Brilliant. With right. Ross, who's never seen it. <laughs> I cannot wait so for that. Get ready for that, imaginary listeners who were really invested in our on, on air personas. A really confused Irishman who, who's just going to get angrier and angrier. <laughs> Great. Sign me up. Right, good night, Sam. Yeah, see you later, Dave.